Radio. Conversions come in all sorts of different shapes and sizes. Maybe when we hear the word conversion, we think immediately of someone like St. Paul on the road to Damascus, someone cast to the ground in this dramatic moment where God reveals himself to him. Or someone who just makes a huge about turn in their life, living, leaving behind a life of crime and beginning to live a life of faith. And sometimes conversions are like that. They begin in a dramatic way. But sometimes they're very gradual. Sometimes it's just about a series of insights or a growing sense of God's love for us or a growing awareness of the truth. But however they begin, whether dramatically or not, conversion is something that needs to be continual and ongoing. It's something that needs to go deeper and deeper. And if it doesn't do that, then sooner or later, we fall away. We stop practicing. I've seen this happen many times with people, for example, who've been received into the church through RCIA, become Catholics. And at first there's a fervor, there's an enthusiasm, but shortly after they've been received or baptized, there's often a falling away. You start not to see them at church anymore. And that's the case for anyone who doesn't keep on deepening their conversion, who doesn't grow closer towards Jesus. If we're not going towards him, we're going away from him. There's no middle way, there's no treading water in the life of faith. I read recently about a high-profile Muslim convert called Magdi Alam. Magdi Alam was baptised by the then Pope Benedict XVI in St. Peter's in 2008. And he was kind of a, a poster boy um, for conversion, especially conversion uh, among Muslims. But five years later, Magdi Alam publicly renounced the church. Conversion can be a fragile thing if it's not deepened. That can happen to any one of us who don't grow in the spiritual life. We can turn away from Jesus. We can renounce him. But why speak about this? Why am I speaking about continued conversion? Well, the first reading from the Book of Wisdom says this. Little by little, therefore, you correct those who offend. You admonish and remind them of how they have sinned, so that they may abstain from evil and trust in you, Lord. Those words to me express how God behaves with us, particularly at the beginning of a conversion. He works gently. So at first, we tend to see the major things that need putting right in our life. And when we first realise that God's real, we want to um, make faith part of our life, 
we realize that there are certain things we need to correct right away. There are perhaps big sins we need to turn away from and have forgiven. And look at the figure of Zacchaeus in the gospel today. Because Zacchaeus responds to Jesus by promising to give half of his property to the poor and then repay anyone he's cheated four times the amount. So in Jesus um, and Zacchaeus having this encounter, Zacchaeus immediately sees that something needs to change, something needs to be different, and he goes about correcting the most obvious blot on his character, which is seemingly corruption in being a chief tax collector. But I think it's not just pure speculation to think that after that moment, Zacchaeus had to do deeper conversion. He began to see other things which were not of God in his life. And he realized that other less obvious, more hidden things needed to change. When I first came forward and um, inquired about priesthood, I started to have meetings with the vocation director. Um, now he's the parish priest in Immaculate Heart, Father Philip Mojo. And it was bound up for me, this vocation, in a kind of coming back to the faith, although I'd not properly left it, a kind of reversion or a, a taking to heart, if you like, of the Catholic faith that I'd been brought up with. I'd started praying more. I'd started engaging with just the things that I was doing, like going to Mass a lot more. I started to just think a lot more deeply about my faith. And yet I remember when I was having one conversation, and Father Philip gently suggested to me that if um, I was serious about a vocation to the priesthood, then perhaps I might like to go to daily Mass. And it was strange because that idea hadn't even occurred to me. It was like a blind spot. I was thinking, yes, I love God, I want to serve God, but I never equated that with perhaps I should try and go to Mass more often and go to receive him in the Eucharist more often. And there were many other things as I went along that I began to see that needed correction or things where my vision needed to be broadened. I needed to um, see uh, more of the faith and realise I had to be doing more in order to follow Jesus. So little by little, if you like, my vocation director or rather God through him was increasing my vision enabling me to convert more and more deeply. Just as Jesus called Zacchaeus, he calls each one of us in this church. Zacchaeus's anxiety to see Jesus, his getting up that sycamore tree, trying to see what kind of man Jesus was, is an image of the seeking heart which we all need of the hunger and thirst for a relationship with Jesus that we all need. Because after all, it's true to say, isn't it, that at the heart of our faith is not a series of propositions or laws, but a relationship, a personal relationship with a person, our Lord Jesus Christ. 
the one who fulfills the desires in our heart. And only in the light of that relationship do all the other things begin to make sense. Do all the teachings and other things that flow from it begin to make sense. But what's more striking though than that desire of Zacchaeus to see Jesus is Jesus' desire to see Zacchaeus. Jesus says to Zacchaeus, For the Son of Man has come to seek out and save what was lost. He's seeking us. He's seeking out especially the lost, especially you if you feel like you've been wandering away from him for most of your life. Jesus is seeking you. He's seeking you to save you. And that's the beauty of our faith. That's the beauty of the God who we believe in, the God who never stops seeking us and is always seeking us before we seek him. And if we let him find us, he will be gentle and patient with us. He will slowly increase our vision and lead us into a deepening conversion, broadening our hearts so that we can love him and love our brothers and sisters as we should. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.